Hey, I'm Jen Sui. I'm a certified life coach and soul whisperer, helping you unearth your true self and learn to embrace the human experience to have more ease, peace, and freedom in your life. Listen on to find out how. searchers welcome back today we are continuing our deconditioning around love and i'm going to share with you three of the biggest lies about love things that i have seen in myself and my clients that has hurt us um, and you know made relationships much harder than they needed to be and i'm going to also give you alternatives to think about so that you can build out your perspectives and decide what really resonates with you when it comes to your journey into finding love being in love and maintaining love the first thing is that love is hard. Now, how many of you have heard this, that love is hard, love is difficult, you know, love takes so much work. Now, here's my perspective. Love is complex, yes, but love itself is easy. I think people sometimes forget that love is an emotion. Like, it's an emotion in itself. That is the basis of it all. Um, and the emotion of love is easy, it is flowing, it is warm, it is nurturing, it's comforting, it's all of the like warm fuzzy feelings that we associate with love. But when we say like love is hard, that's not actually true. And here's why it's important to nitpick at this and see how it is a lie. Because when we believe something like love is hard, or we tell ourselves that when we you know, go out on a date and somebody doesn't like us back or we like somebody and, you know, they turn out not to be the one for us or things get difficult and you start arguing in a relationship, blah, 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 right? All of these interactions happen within a relationship, but it's important to understand what are you attributing these challenges to and what is actually not the cause. And love has been used as a scapegoat, I think, for way too long in poetry, in media, in just day-to-day -day life where so many people blame love itself on problems, like love is what makes you go crazy and like you do really stupid things. Not that's what we're gonna talk about next. But this idea that love is hard and it's expected to be hard can create some issues. I myself know that I've used this lie, this conditioning, this truth, quote unquote, that some people have that love is hard to stay in really shitty abusive relationships where I felt emotionally and mentally abused. I was being sexually abused and I was also eventually like physically assaulted. And also in relationships and dating experiences where it was not to any extreme like that, but where, you know, even something as simple as not being able to get a response from somebody if you send a text and having to wait four hours or like playing games and now like if you wait two hours then they have to wait four hours and like you know not double texting and all these like rules that people have to follow especially if you're in the dating scene and feeling like there's all these you know rules that you you don't really know that you have to follow some presentation that you have to be like waiting for three days before you can have sex or having on the having sex on the first date means this or like it's fine or like whatever like and and figuring out how to interact within that dating and intention to find love can be difficult but love in itself is not and if you're saying love is hard, love is hard, love is hard, love is hard, you're literally just manifesting that for yourself. Your dating life's gonna be really shitty. It's going to be very complicated. It's going to be confusing. You might actually stay in 
situations that you don't want to be in because you think love is just hard and this is kind of how you should expect things to be like yeah everyone's gonna be difficult to reach it's just you have to read into other people's intentions you have to guess what you're thinking second guess what you're thinking you have to guess what the other person's thinking and second guess what the other person's thinking it doesn't build a strong trusting relationship and foundation between you and yourself, you and the other person, and then you individually in the relationship about the relationship itself, right? So think of it like a Venn diagram. There's you, there's the other person, and then in the middle, there's the relationship. And both of you are responsible for taking care of that relationship, even if that is just dating. Literally, your relationship is when you first interact with somebody. This could be a stranger. This could be um, a relationship with your family. This could be a relationship with a professor or a teacher or a coach or a mentor or whatever it is, okay? But understand this, that relationships and the skills and the tools and actually being able to communicate effectively and all these things, that can be difficult. But understand that love itself and the emotion of it and the experience of it is easy, is flowing, is warm, is compassionate. Look, I also know that I've used the statement of love is hard to scapegoat doing the actual hard thing in my relationships, which was to gain skillfulness in my communication, to go inward and understand and befriend myself, to open up um, and be more curious and be more vulnerable, to be more curious about the other person and listen to what they have to say and learn to be empathetic or compassionate, set boundaries. I had I used it as a scapegoat also to, you know, reduce the risk of being misunderstood, of being hurt. And a lot of this was like my own unwillingness to really see and own my fears and go deeper into it to overcome them. Um, like fears of being inadequate, fears of being selfish, too giving, too generous, fears of being spineless, being seen as, you know, a traditional woman who like I never wanted to be or uh, being too far away from that and not being nurturing at all and being very cold, you know, and at the end of the day, I think if we can be really honest with ourselves and how we want our relationships to look and we ask ourselves, like, what does it really look like to live a life with love? What would love do in the situation? Like if you were feeling loving, if you actually embodied that emotion and acted from love, what would you be doing? What would you not be doing? What would you be saying? Because that is the work to actually create the actions of love, the, the words of love that make a relationship sustainable, that makes you maintain that ability to meet your needs, the other person's needs, work together on understanding that you can't be everything for everyone and make space for your truth and the other person's truth. So my tip for you is next time you catch yourself wanting to say, love is hard, stop yourself and remind yourself that Love is easy, love is flowing, and correct yourself to what is really the challenge here. What is it that's really feeling difficult? Is it that you need something in sex and you're afraid to talk about it with your partner and you wish that they just understood? Is it that you need more validation and words of affirmation, but you don't know how to express that without feeling like you're coming off as needy? Is it that you need some space and you feel confused about how you feel because you love your partner, but you also have doubts about the relationship 
and that's making you question love in itself. Just know that all those things are all normal experiences within a relationship and that the interaction dynamic between you and another person does not all of a sudden change what love is. If you are ever hurt in the name of love, really start to look at that and what what it was in the interactions of the behaviors of, you know, the expectations and all these things that was going on within the relationship that was the thing that created pain the way that you were thinking about it the way that the other person was thinking about it, you know all all the nuances that were the things that were actually really difficult and look at all the loving parts and just see how easy it was to love and how much and how nicely things flowed when love was the energy and the feeling that was prevalent at the time because the truth is love is easy but the desire to maintain a loving relationship must be cultivated and a lot of the challenges is going to be found within yourself not the other person the second belief that a lot of us are taught is that love makes you do stupid things there's so many references to this also in media where we talk about having the rose-colored glasses and people, you know, spending a ton of money on somebody that they just met, uh, people getting married way too soon or, you know, whatever, because love made them do it. And here's the thing. Love is incredibly powerful. It's one of the most powerful emotions in this world that helps you give you the strength, the courage, the motivation to do anything. Whether you do something stupid or, um, you know, not, that is your own judgment and your own decision. And love can be a motivator and love is kind of like just energy where it can fill you up. But how you decide to do that is up to you. And I want to make this really clear here because, again, we don't want to blame love for making you do stupid things because what that's going to build is the self-concept that if you fall in love, then it will make you do stupid things, right? And that is going to be a false fallacy that's going to create a lot of friction, especially if you are somebody who is looking for a relationship, who eventually wants a relationship, who wants to find somebody and feel that full-hearted love. If you have these thoughts of like, love makes you do stupid things, it makes you you know, forget who you are, you know, and it changes you in a way that you don't want to be changed, it's going to automatically put up this energetic barrier, even if you're trying your damnness to find love, it's going to put up this energetic barrier, because inherently, you will be afraid of falling in love of experiencing love. So let me help you clarify this. People do stupid things when they chase love, when they are desperate to feel loved, when they do not feel love within themselves, when they cannot tolerate loneliness, when they believe they should be in love, they should go chase love. And none of those things are bad or wrong inherently and like needs to be changed if you don't really want to change it, but there needs to be self-awareness to it. And if you ask my honest opinion, uh, I do think that those things are not great to have because it is not the energy in which you actually want to attract somebody. It's going to create anxiety in the relationship if you find somebody where you are desperate and chasing and whatever. Instead of seeing each other's mutual value, both enjoying each other's presence and wanting to be around each other, and making decisions together as a partner. 
Now I've done this and I've had multiple clients do this where they spend money that they do not really have or wanted to spend on the people that they loved, right? Or think that they love. And especially if your love language is gift giving or you have been shown love, um, you know, through money, through buying things as a child and growing up, then yes, it makes a lot of sense to want to spend money, want to give gifts and all these things to somebody that you feel so loving towards. But where this becomes a challenge and where people start to judge themselves for being stupid is when they do not receive anything back. They don't receive the love back. They are giving from a place of expectation and they're not getting it back. And it's not fair to them. Because if they're not giving it back to you, if they're not acting loving, they're ghosting you, they're not prioritizing you, they're not treating you with respect and like acting the way that you actually want a partner in a relationship to act, they're not supporting you anyway, you don't feel loved by them. And the reason why you do anything in that relationship is because your desire to be loved is so strong that you want to do anything you can to get it. But your brain has attached the subject of your love to a specific person or to a specific vision that you have in your head. Just notice that love is not the thing that's genuinely making you do anything stupid or that you don't want to do. Is that your beliefs about love allow you to manipulate the reality you are in to fit the boxes of what you think love is, what it should look like, how to express love, what will show people that you love them and has been proven to you to feel this facade that you're getting love back. Your strong desire to be loved and to feel love needs to be honored and seen. It is not something to be shamed and to criticize yourself or feel embarrassed about. It is such a human thing and as a spiritual being on earth, love is like the highest vibration that we can feel. It is pure ecstasy to be in love and to feel love. So the solution to this, if you find yourself in situations where you're doing stupid things or whatever in the name of love, is to open your perspective on what love actually looks like to you and feels like to you and expose yourself to it to see what is true and decide for yourself what is possible and what is not. For example, allowing yourself to see that in a healthy relationship for yourself, it's going to look like setting some boundaries because love should not look like betraying yourself or hurting yourself in any way, lying to anybody, lying to yourself, or hurting and betraying anyone else that you care about. One of the keys here is that if you understand who you are and what your values are, you can allow that to carry yourself through a relationship and it's actually going to be extremely powerful and attractive when you have boundaries and you have the confidence in yourself to know what is for you and what is not for you. If you are still reconciling doing quote stupid things because of love, I really hope that you can allow yourself to feel some compassion toward yourself in this and not demonize love because it will alienate you to all the good in the world. Genuine love doesn't make you do stupid things. It actually drives you to do very compassionate, honest, and loving things. So ask yourself if this is coming from a place of true, genuine love and intention where you just want to give or you just want to do because you genuinely want to, not for the other person. It like the other person benefiting is kind of like a nice byproduct and that is something that's in your consideration, right? But the choice is still fully yours. It's not like the other person is manipulating you into doing it. it. Ask yourself, is this something that is loving? That is loving for you, that's loving for the other person? Or is it something that you feel like you should do, that you have to do, that it'll make the other person happy? But it might actually be hurting you, hurting your goals, hurting your peace of mind, your sense of freedom. 
one of the things that you can kind of look for here is that you want to feel compelled to do nice things and loving things for the other person because you just want to from love. You don't want to feel like you need to do it for shoulds or because that is the only way that you're going to be able to receive love back or that is the right thing to do. It has to be right for you and be congruent with who you are in order to feel that true love and reciprocity. The third and final thing that I want to touch on is that love should be unconditional. This one's kind of trippy because a lot of us have grown up thinking that love is conditional, but we want it to be unconditional where you were shown love by a parent or by a sibling or by whatever because you were good, you did something good, you were a high achiever, you you know helped somebody out. It's that this idea that you earn love that makes you feel like love is conditional, but potentially in an anxious and stressful way. And what we aspire to have is a love that is unconditional, that we can feel free to be ourselves and be still accepted to be ourselves. And while that's beautiful and possible, the way that I see this play out over and over and over again is that you might give unconditional love or talk yourself into giving somebody else unconditional love, even if they are breaking boundaries, being abusive, manipulating you, ghosting you, giving you all these signs that they don't actually love you or want to be with you or that they are what they're saying and their actions are not actually congruent, but you give them the benefit of the doubt. You are overextending yourself. You are doing all these things and your love knows bounds, but you are still not feeling love yourself. And that my friends is the problem with aspiring for unconditional love. I think, you know, if you really sat down and put in the intention, you could find a way to learn to love anyone and find things to love about them. You don't have to love the whole person, but you find things to love about them. And you can be loving towards anyone you choose. And for some people, I know like I have clients like this, for, for them, loving is actually easier than hating. If you're somebody whose love knows no bounds, that is a sign that you need boundaries in order for that love to be sustainable, to be ever growing. It's like a flame that's there where if you are not tending to it and like making sure that it's getting the oxygen that it needs, it's just going to be taken, 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 stolen, and smothered. Again, remember if loving someone else looks like lying to yourself, abusing yourself, hurting yourself, sacrificing parts of you, that is not love, that is abuse and manipulation. If you feel like you have to sacrifice parts of yourself, change parts of you that you don't want to change, that is not love. Now, you may want to change because it is actually something that you want to do and you want support in that and it feels difficult, you feel challenged, but somebody supporting you through that and reminding you of your own personal reasons of why you want to do something, that is support and that is love. Now, I think there is no right way to love, but there are wrong ways of behaving that we condition ourselves to believe our love. And that is going to be different for every single person. Now, unconditional love is available in the form of self-love. And if you wanna even get close to feeling like you have unconditional love from somebody and a partner, then you need to work on being able to love yourself. That literally starts with the desire to love yourself. If you do not even have the desire to love yourself, that just goes to show you how small your capacity is to feel love true love, that unconditional feel-good love that you yearn for. If you have the desire, that means that you have the capacity. If you have the desire to love yourself, 
then you will have the capacity to do the work, to create the resources, to put in the energy and feel that much love. If you have the desire to hurt yourself, to shame yourself, to berate yourself, to judge yourself, to criticize yourself and shame yourself, then that is going to also increase in capacity as well. If you believe you are deserving of all those things, that is going to be a huge capacity for the pain that you're going to be holding for yourself. And you can hold pain and love at the same time but it's not going to be able to be negated unless your capacity to love yourself, your desire to love yourself grows as well. When I say love should be conditional, I do not mean conditional upon your entire checklist of what you think a perfect partner looks like, what love should look like, what an incredible life looks like. I'm talking about your minimum enoughness criteria. And your minimum enoughness criteria is going to be dictated by you. But what I'm going to suggest is that you have aligned values, aligned life visions, aligned love languages, and aligned conflict resolution skills. At minimum, the ability to actually want to resolve those uh, conflicts. Now, one last lesson that I think is very important to learn here is to learn how to love somebody and let them go love someone and leave them. Because I've seen this so much um, in both men and women where you have this relationship with somebody in your head that includes so much love, so much potential, and you're feeding this vision of what you want your life to look like. Maybe you want a family, maybe you want kids, maybe you see yourself at the success, successful power couple with incredible businesses and taking over the world, you know, and all these great things. Um, and you have this vision and you have it as this is the person that you want to do this with, but the other person is not aligned with that. That is what I mean when I say like, if they do not have an aligned vision with you, if you're not sharing that with them and they are like, like that is my intention in leading my life. Those are the values that I'm leading my life with and all these things. Then that means that that person is not for you. They're literally telling you that, okay? Remember, love doesn't make you do stupid things. Chasing love makes you do stupid things. The amount of times that I had to relearn the lesson of if someone tells you who they are, believe them. If someone tells you they're a piece of shit, they're a fuckboy, they don't want a relationship, they don't have the time right now, they want to focus on their career, whatever it is, if they're giving you any excuse that they don't want to actually commit to you and you want to commit a relationship, leave them. Does not matter how you feel about them in the sense of you can still love them and leave somebody and then cry about it. Be heard about it, whatever. Feel your feelings and completely process all of that out. But do it without them in your life because that's just gonna be holding you back. Okay, I had to learn how to love myself more, love my vision for my life more than I love being with somebody in the current moment, more than I loved the idea of being with somebody in this person uh, in the moment, more than the, than the potential that I saw in somebody in the moment because let me tell you, you do not have fucking time for potential. You need potential. And if you feel like you have not reached your potential or you are not currently in that mix and you are searching for somebody who is fully potential, make sure that you are putting in the effort for yourself and the love for yourself to get what you want to work on yourself as you're going on this journey. Because if you don't, I guarantee that if you think that you need to be at a certain level, have certain things in your life and whatnot, and that's what you're looking for in somebody else, but you don't have that for yourself, you can still get that person. 
but you're not going to feel fully worthy in yourself. You're not going to feel enough in yourself. And that is going to be a killer in the relationship more than anything you could ever say or do. Know that you deserve to have exactly the relationship that you want to have. And that doesn't mean it has to be perfect. Remember, your minimum enoughness criteria is good enough to start with and refine from there. Love is an opportunity for you to find unconditional love in yourself and increase your capacity to love others and to increase your capacity to accept and experience and receive love. And you deserve to be satisfied, to enjoy your relationship and to feel safe in your relationship. Also know that if you believe that someone else can love the person that you're with more than you can, then it's worth exploring that or leaving. You are born from stardust. Your soul came down here to earth to experience love, to feel loved, and to remember how incredibly worthy, good enough, capable, resourceful, and lovable that you are. Life will throw so many things at you that's going to make you question it, doubt it, make you resist it, and not see that for yourself. But let me tell you, it's there. That's everything for this episode, and I hope you learned something. Make sure you take what resonates and leave what doesn't, and tell me what that is in the comments down below. If you're listening to it on the podcast, then you can DM me on Instagram. If you want to go deeper into this work, make sure you are subscribed to my newsletter, The Oracle of Wonderments. For the 12 days of breakthroughs, I am including exclusive red box content that is going to have journaling prompts that allow you to go deeper into this increase your self-awareness, and actually integrate the lessons that you've learned from every episode so that you can create these breakthroughs in your own life. They are incredibly transformative questions because it puts you outside of your own perspective, outside of your own knowing, and makes you reflect inward. It is just a taste of what you would get if you were to coach with me. And one taste is all you need. You are so loved, and I will see you next time.